everyone, and welcome to Positively Joy, a podcast on searching for the light in all seasons of life around us. We look for God in the everyday and choose joy even in the hard times. I'm your host, Yvette Walker, and I'd love for you to become a part of our online podcast family and join our Positively Joy community on Facebook. Visit PositivelyJoy.com for previous episodes and to check out our cool merch. And listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you go for podcasts. We drop episodes Monday and Thursday. Hi, everybody. This is Yvette Walker from the Positively Joy podcast. And I am here with two delightful gentlemen to talk about a really interesting topic, which we will get to in a minute. I want to introduce Tim Winders of Seek, Go, Create and David Weaver of Revitalize Kindness. And I want to let the guys... Uh, introduce themselves a little bit, what they're doing, what their uh, what their ministry is about, and um, we can get to really why we're here and get to the meat of the topic. Tim, why don't you go ahead? Sure. Uh, I'm Tim Winders, and uh, my wife and I consider ourselves nomad. We travel, live, work, and RV. I'm a, probably a business coach is the best description for what I do. Also, to have some experience in ministry and background in Bible school, but uh, I'm also the host of Seek Go Create, which is where we redefine leadership, redefine success in leadership, business, and ministry. Thank you. Hey, guys. Oh, yes. Sorry about that. Hey, I'm David uh, Weaver, and I'm from North Carolina, um, and I have a podcast called Revitalized Kindness, and I'm getting ready to go into a second season, and I'm revamping the, or kind of readjusting the um, point of view, Um, but basically the burden was in starting that podcast was just the fact that we see a lot of bitterness and backstabbing and all 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 that in between on social media. You see that between family and friends and people that don't even know each other. So it's all over the place and it just creates a a hateful environment. And um, I kind of just wanted to speak to that in in the podcast. The second season is going to go more into a spiritual route or a faith-based route because there's no denying who I am and I'm not going to do that. And I think that we need to... Jesus and and things of that nature need to be in that conversation when we're looking at revitalizing kindness, because as we live in a dark world, the only light in this world is going to be the life, uh, living a life in Christ and then walking in Christ as believers and creating or, you know, just providing light and uh, being the salt and light of the earth. So that's where my ministry or the podcast kind of centers on. And I'm looking forward to a new season and speaking to you guys today. All right. Amen. Amen to all that. And I'm here uh, in the middle of Oklahoma. (laughs) So uh, we've got, we've got, people, Tim's in Utah and you're in North Carolina and I'm in Oklahoma. So I think we've got, we've got the the country well covered. Sorry, we don't have East and West Coast here, unless you consider North Carolina East Coast. Do you consider? Is that East Coast? Okay. All right. Sure, yeah. <laughs> all right. We're in the middle. Um, we're <laughs> between the mountains and the coast, but let's sure we'll, we'll represent the coast. All right. All right. <laughs> so talking about in the middle. So perfect segue. Thank you for that. So I was watching the Super Bowl last Sunday. And another part of me is I have a media background, former journalist. Now I teach students. I teach an intro to media class and still consider myself a journalist. So I'm very interested 
and media and also advertising the messages that people send to us, right? And I, I teach my students to learn to deconstruct that and understand the messages that are being sent to you. Don't just be passively accepting everything, you know, that's sent to you. So I like to watch the Super Bowl ads in particular. And um, the Bruce Springsteen Jeep ad came on, um, beautifully um, shot. And I'm listening and I'm like, wow, this is really interesting. So the next day, I'm on social media, as David just mentioned, I'm on social media, and I am hearing lots of different opinions about this ad. Opinions that I share, opinions completely opposite, and then others somewhere else, you know, on the spectrum. And I thought, wow, how can one ad touch so many people so many different ways? And uh, I looked on YouTube and actually um, the gentleman and I, we just watched the ad again. And we also watched a, a video on YouTube by a gentleman who lives in Kansas. And he was very concerned. He had, a, he had a, yet another opinion. Um, he did not like the ad because he thought that the ad actually was exploiting Kansas and was basically um, leftist telling, telling, him, you know, kind of what to do in a way that he disagreed with. So that, and that's not really how I took the ad. I, you know, I actually took the ad, I think, in the way that it wanted to be taken is just as far as let's come together. I'm a big unity person, as you can see over my shoulder. I'm a big joy person. Um, and that's really how I took it. But maybe that's just because that's my own mindset, you know. But I thought, you know, this, I think this would be really good to talk about and talk a little bit about maybe why this touched so many people the right way, the wrong way, or, or whatever. Um, so, gentlemen, what are, you, what are your thoughts on this? I'll jump in, and uh, I probably need to give a, a few disclosures. In 1984, at the Omni in Atlanta, Georgia, I saw Bruce Springsteen perform for a good four hours, so I've always been musically a big Springsteen fan. But I will say this politically, I would probably say he's on the opposite end of the spectrum of me. And so, uh, you know, that's probably uh, needs to be said here, too. I actually my my quick thoughts on this and maybe we'll just go around round robin some. I think that we are doing exactly what they wanted us to do with this ad. I didn't watch the more full disclosure. I don't watch the Super Bowl. Didn't watch it. I saw the ad a day or two later when we started discussing it, which is exactly media person, Yvette, exactly what they want us to do. They wanted to create an image with also a little bit of controversy so that it would live beyond that. That was two minutes, which is a long segment for the Super Bowl, but uh, that it could live beyond that. So it's probably doing exactly what they wanted it to do including the 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 reason that they had to pull it later because Bruce is sipping on something in the ad and we found out he'd been sipping some tequila back in November while driving his motorcycle which wasn't very good and so it's allowed this thing to continue going for a good week or so beyond so anyway that that's that's kind of my first swipe at it but I know there's deeper spiritual things we can discuss but those are my first comments okay thank you David yeah I mean, and for me, I've never been to a, a show uh, with Bruce, but, you know, always been kind of a more or less general fan uh, of Bruce uh, yeah. and never really 
See, I don't dig deep into like uh, uh, what their political affiliations and things like that. I guess, I guess I'm a little, <laughs> I, I think when I looked at it, um, I looked at it from that point of view, just not knowing. Um, and, and they say ignorance is bliss. And I think sometimes that's, that's, that's kind of the way I was looking at it. So yeah, when I looked at it, I think their intentions of that commercial, what was coming out to me, it was just a kind of a nice feel. I was actually, I was a little surprised to see the the type of Im- imagery that was in the ad, being that it was a big Super Bowl ad, it was a big company ad. Jeep was behind it, and I didn't know that was Bruce at, at first, but because um, people had said he had a lot of plastic surgery, whether that's true or not. But anyway, uh, you know. So I think when I looked at it, I wasn't thinking about Bruce initially. Um, I was just looking at the content, and I was a little surprised again that that imagery was. That and that message was the, the um, constructed the way that it was. Um, you know, usually you don't see a lot of faith in um, content in those types of settings. You know, I get, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. That was my first impressions. Yeah, no, I agree. The fact that that I saw a church on a Super Bowl ad, you know, that made me sit up, and I, I mean, I I took it from. Here's this little church. It's open 24 hours a day. And in my mind, I'm thinking, all are welcome. All come to me, you know, which is not what they said, but that's where I'm taking it from, right? Um, to be honest, I didn't, at first I didn't, I recognized the voice and I'm like, that kind of sounds like Bruce Springsteen. Then when I saw the person is, I actually had to turn around and ask my husband, is that Bruce Springsteen? Cause he did look a little bit different. <laughs> I don't know if he had plastic surgery. He did look a little different to me. Um, but I, I thought it did talk about unity. I, I mean, I really did. I thought it talked, it gave a nice message in the middle of a lot of things that's been going on. And understandably, there are people who believe that what has, ha- what has been going on is, lies at the feet of one side or another. I mean, I totally understand that. But I, I liked the in the middle message. I liked the unity message. But you know what? It was by a car company, Jeep. And really any message, they, they did a good job of branding and not, other than showing the car, not really trying to be so in your face with come by Jeep. So I give them that. I give them, you know, credit for that. But of course, at the end, you know, it's, it's a Jeep commercial. And so that's something that we have to come back to. Like when I talk with my students, I'll have to say, understand they are there to sell. But they maybe took a risk. Maybe, you know, maybe they thought that the message of unity would ring true with a lot of people. But the very first message I saw Monday morning from a group of people that I know um, who, who happen to be atheist um, believed it smacked of Christian nationalism. And when I read that, I was just shocked. I was completely shocked because I didn't get that at all. And I understand that they're coming from a point of view that's definitely not mine. Um, we're, we're all three of us are Christian here. So I, I understand they're coming from a different point of view, but I really did not see that that ad smacked of Christian nationalism. But then as I went throughout the day, I began to see other people talk about it and, you know, very, very different opinions. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think again, I, I'm with you. I mean, I didn't see it that way. Um, I, I, unfortunately, I think when we 
when out in the public, especially if it's somebody, a celebrity or a big company, if they use any sort of imagery, I think it just tends to, for some people, not all of us, obviously, Christians, we, we see it a different way. But I think the rest of the world or the rest, rest of our country, that it hits some red flags for them. Um, you know, and that, I think that's for a lot of different reasons. I think sometimes with people, I just had a discussion with somebody on Facebook not too long ago, and Christianity just leaves a very bad taste in their mouth. And they um, that conversation could have went south very quickly. But I just try to present truth and love the best that I can because I'm not perfect. You know, but I just try to keep it calm. And the thing is, I think anymore, there's no real. Well, there may be some sense of calmness in certain situations, but in a lot of cases, we don't see that anymore. And so it's very easy for things to spiral out of control. And, you know, we just we're just we're just in a very scary time, in my opinion, because if showing a little church in the middle of the Midwest like that, being really symbolic to the center uh, more than anything, because I think that's what they wanted to bring out. Let's meet in the middle, not let's meet at church and sing hallelujah, per se, but let's just meet in the middle. Um, But it just happened to be a church that was used. And um, for a lot of people, that just that's a big problem. Um, and that's that's unfortunate. But I, I feel like that's where we are as a country. And it's scary. So we we know why the ad was pulled. At least we think we know why the ad was pulled. There could be other reasons, as, as Tim mentioned. But Tim, do you think if an ad like this, which which to me was very innocuous, was which was very mild and gentle, if an ad like this gets so much um, pushback, is there any way that we can promote love, joy, kindness, which all equals God, in my opinion? Is there any way we can promote that on on mainstream media or social media? It's going to be a challenge. And because I've got a business mind and I know you've got media and, you know, David, David works in the business world, too. I'm actually, I was sitting there thinking about this before we jumped on, trying to put myself in the heads of the executives at Jeep and and try to think, okay, who's our audience? Who are we trying to appeal to? Because that's the questions that we even ask as podcasters, you know, who are we trying to speak to? And and if you know the history of the 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 people that created this ad, they they created one with Clint Eastwood, I think in 2012. Clint Eastwood's a very left-leaning created some controversy. There was also another ad that they did. And so there's a lot of imagery involved. And I think Jeep was trying to go to a conservative. I mean, let's look at the language that they use. They obviously Lebanon, Kansas church. They used mountaintop and desert, very spiritual words. (laughs) They used serving and citizen, darkness and hope, freedom and fear. Those were the words that were used. And as I understand, Bruce and the producers of the show wrote that together in about five days, right before the Super Bowl when they produced it. So I think, Yvette, to answer your question, what they were hopeful was that they could appeal to maybe conservative, right-leaning with some of the spiritual tones and middle America while bringing in superstar left-leaning Bruce and try to meet in the middle. 
Did it backfire? I don't know. We don't know the answer to that. You know, he was driving a 1980 car. You mentioned earlier, he was driving a 1980 Jeep CJ5, I think. They weren't even a new vehicle in it. But um, I think the bigger question that I would like to pose is, and, and this actually might get some good banter with the two of you, is, is unity even the goal? Because I was reading in scripture the other day and it was in Matthew, I could pull it up here, but Jesus said he came <laughs> to create division. I mean, literally brother against sister, parent against child. I think what we're seeing is, is that we are very uncomfortable with how it's playing out. And I'm not sure that the division we're seeing is what he was speaking of. And so something that I've put a lot of thought into is what are the times we're heading in? Are we getting glimpses of the future? Are we seeing how, how poorly Christians have done at showing, I'll use David's words, kindness? Because I don't think we necessarily collectively Christians have shown the joy and the kindness, the love of Christ very well. We've shown a lot of religion, but we, and a lot of condemnation, and so we're probably seeing the results of that. So I don't even know if I answered your question of that. Sorry about that. No, I mean, you bring up so many good points and, you know, nobody ever said Jesus was easy. <laughs> I mean, Jesus said, no one comes to the father, but by me. But he also said, let everybody into the room, you know, go, go eat, go eat with everybody, go hang out with everybody. Now I believe that that he's going to kill him with kindness <laughs> is a term. I mean, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we need to not push anyone away because if we are, if we are modeling, if, you know, if we are modeling Christ, which we should be, then we must be, we must go to everybody. We must be kind to everybody. We must be understanding to everybody, but that doesn't mean that we can agree um, with atheism or that we can agree with um, them not coming to the father, but we can love them and we can respect them as humans and we can do all those things. So I, I wonder sometimes if in some Christians um, zeal to, to pull everybody over to Christ, if there's, and I'm not, you know, and I'm just, this is like way up here. I'm not saying I even know anyone like this, but I, I just wonder if there's not kindness there, if, as you said, if there's not kindness there, is it because they're not modeling Christ in the full way that I believe he said to model? Yes, no one comes to the Father but by me, but also love everybody. Love your neighbor. Does that make sense? Am I wrong? It, it does. It does. I'll chime in here real quick and then David can jump in. But, uh, you know, all of us would say here we're followers of Christ and we've been probably around churches all our lives or most of our lives and Bible schools. And uh, I'll just be very candid here. Some of the meanest folk I've ever been around <laughs> are some church folk. <laughs> And, and I think what's happening is, is the atheist friends that you just mentioned, the reason that they get upset when they see the image of a church is because they think religion, they don't think Christ. They think uh, rules, regulations, the Pharisees and the hypocrites, not 
kindness, joy, love, the fruits of the spirit. <clears throat> that's what that's what draws people. What repels people is the the is the religion and the uh, the Pharisee hypocrite uh, mindset. You know, you talked about how nice Jesus is and his kindness, but I'll tell you, if you read some of the things he did when he was speaking to those Pharisees. I was just listening to the Sermon on the Mount yesterday, and he said some things that I can promise you they were not wanting to hear. <laughs> so, so there's some lessons in how to do that. I, I can't say I'm good at it. I have Jesus in me, and I'm, I try to model that, but uh, we, all, we all are a work I'm just going to, David, I'm, I'm going to let you talk, but I just want to respond to that real quick. I think Jesus went after, he really went after the hypocrites. He didn't go after, when I say went after, I mean like spoke badly to them he didn't really go after like that the people maybe that he considered lost people and there's a difference between lost people and hypocrites and we know jesus does not like hypocrites for sure david what are your thoughts um well there's a lot uh you know you when we think of first corinthians 13 it explains what love looks like and then in our world we sometimes say love is messy, you know, so we, we've got, sometimes us as Christians, we have a foot in both places. Mm. Um, you know, we have a foot knowing that what love should look like and, and what our walk should look like, but we live in a world too, as Christians, where we've got that foot in the messiness mm. and the reality and, and I had a, a student to me, uh, a student the other day said something to me because we were talking about the words that come from our mouths and being careful because we're looking at the book of James and we're studying that. We were in, I think, chapter three. Um, but he says, well, we're human, you know, making these. And I said, well, we are. But how long do we use that excuse? And, you know, do we always use that excuse? Because I think I've heard that probably, and I say that because in that situation, I think I've heard that 15 or 20 times from them, but I just wanted them to really think through it and say, well, but we should look different, right? And although we're not perfect and we're never going to be perfect and we're going to make these mistakes, these Vocally, we're going to make mistakes. Physically, we're going to make mistakes. Spiritually, we're going to make these mistakes and sin. Um, but we just we got to keep Jesus front and center in our lives. And and I tell you, how do we do that? How do how do we revitalize kindness? How do we how do we be the light into the world? We need to get out of the commentary feeds and get into the Word of God. Um, and Amen to that. Amen. I got to say. And I'm guilty of that because I have when I told you earlier, I got into the whole podcasting thing because I was frustrated. Why was I frustrated? Well, because I was in the feeds and I was in I was watching the stories and it was my own fault. You know, I let the world creep into my world of where I should be walking with him and abiding in Christ and trying to be a light. But it's so hard to do that when I'm letting darkness just enter my world in those in those different ways. Oh, yeah. So true. Because we're talking about media and I, I plan to have some upcoming podcasts talk about media imagery and what we maybe should be seeing and looking at and what we shouldn't be looking at or not just looking at, but actually consuming. Um, because a lot of what we can consume. I mean, if you have either cable, 
a little bit more than basic, even basic cable, even basic cable, or just has broadcast channels or streaming, whatever you have, there's so much that you can look at and consume media-wise that are not good messages for us. And it can just, I believe, seep into us unknowingly. Um, I like, I mean, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I love scary movies. I just do. I've always loved scary movies. I love especially good versus evil scary movies. And I love it when good wins, but I've been rethinking that. And should I, should I watch a lot of the stuff that I enjoy watching? Um, because, you know, is, I want to stay, I want to stay cleansed, you know? So when we're talking about advertising, we understand, and I, I tell my students this, that they are there, there to sell a product or they are there to create a feeling in your mind about their brand. So they, either they're going to direct sell a product or create a feeling about who they are. And they want it to be a positive feeling, of course. The Super Bowl is known for their advertising. Either they're going to be over the top, crazy, funny, or they're going to be serious, tackle a serious um, uh, topic. And the car companies, I think, really do this the most. Uh, Dodge, a couple years ago, had a take on I am a farmer. Do you guys remember that one? It was a beautifully shot ad about I am a farmer. I do this. You know, God made a farmer. Again, a reference to God in a, in a commercial on the Super Bowl. The images of all these farmers, young, old, black, white, Latino, all these different kinds of farmers. So they tackle these kind of bigger topics and hopefully to make you feel good about, about their brand. But, you know, maybe they even do believe the message. I mean, I'm, hope, I'm hopeful that whoever's behind it believes the message to some degree. Um, but yeah, then they have to, they have to prepare for the feedback. They have to prepare for, cause they're the sender with the message. They got to re- prepare and they have to have thought about how's this going to hit people. And I think because of what has happened in the last, you know, several years, um, I, I think that there are a lot of people who are hurt um, by a lot of what has gone on, on, on both sides. Um, I think a lot of people have been hurtful and perhaps this ad just didn't swing the way that they had hoped that it would go. Um, and that makes me sad because I think the message in there was a beautiful one. It was beautifully crafted, beautifully shot, you know, whether you're a fan of the boss or not, I thought the words were great. Um, and but but clearly it did hit poorly with some people who either were hurt and hurting or maybe even were hurtful. And um, that doesn't sit well for Jeep, but I just wonder about the rest of the country. I want to see more messages like this on mainstream TV. I mean, I really do. But and we're and we're not going to please everybody. But it just it kind of hurts my feelings a little bit, you know, like I want to see more of these. You do kind of wonder that if they had just gotten, I mentioned Clint Eastwood earlier, I don't know how old Clint is now, but, you know, we are looking at all of the pieces that come together. Because if we were to just read the words, I I, I do wonder if a lot of people would have the same response because it, it, was, it seemed like a beautiful, I mean, I, I actually would love to see just the um, transcript 
um, you know, just the visuals, if we didn't have the words, but just saw the visuals of, you know, the flag in front of the old house, the snow in the background, I think they filmed it in Kansas, Nebraska, and Colorado. And, you know, just the visuals were beautiful. And really the gravelly voice of Bruce, Bruce Springsteen was kind of cool. So, you know, you kind of, you kind of wonder putting all the pieces together, what's the big deal? It's a commercial. Now they spent, you know, if it's two minutes, it was probably, you know, what, 2 million. You, you're the expert there. How much was it? Oh, sorry about that. Uh, they put a chunk of change in that. That's for sure. Yeah. Not to mention the production and, you know, what they had to do to pay Bruce. I'd heard they'd been talking to him for years, trying to do something. And he finally agreed to it right around the middle of January. And so they produced it and created it all. But, you know, it, it, it kind of, the way I look at it, and this goes back to, I think, what David said, and maybe I think the tone of what you're saying, Yvette, I, over the last few years, have started to look at everything from the paradigm of the kingdom of God. And I've, I've been studying the kingdom of God for five years now because the Lord told me while I was in Bible school, what did I tell you to seek first? And I went, I think I know, but let me back. And so I've gone through every verse that has kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven, and tried to study it out. And now I'm doing the same thing with Matthew 6.33 and his righteousness and studying that out. Because what I realized, Yvette and David, was that I, even being a Christian, even being a follower of Christ, I spent more time at the tail end of Matthew 6.33, which is, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you because see Jeeps, the cars, music, a lot of that stuff, it's those things. And so I really spent a lot of time on the things and then confession for me, kingdom of God, righteousness because of right standing because of what happened on the cross and resurrection that, that kind of happened after that. So I look at that scripture as a spectrum there's the world where the things is, and there's the kingdom of God. And I find that the closer I get to the beginning of that scripture, then the more I'm able to just kind of purge and let some of these things kind of roll off me because I understand that's the world. They're going to be arguing. There's never going to be unity in the world. There never will be. They're going to talk about it. They're going to talk about equality and things like that. And I know these are hot topics but the world is set up to be divisive, divided, because all those folks are going after those things. Those of us that are hopefully moving towards his righteousness and kingdom, we start showing that fruit that David talked about earlier. We show love, kindness, peace, joy, and it draws people in. And maybe we can just pull some people a little bit closer to our side of that scripture. That's that's what I'm attempting to do. Sometimes I do it well, sometimes not so well. David. Yeah, I think one thing that's interesting to me is, I mean, and, and I think one of the big reasons why we're looking at this is it's interesting that a message of unity caused so much division. Right, right. Exactly. It seems so backwards, but then the Bible tells us that's what's going to happen in Romans. I think it was Romans 1, or where, where is that, where it talks about, you know, good will be bad and bad will be good. I mean, things are just going to flip over on its head. And I think we see that a lot in our world today, because the things that we think of that are good are called bad, and the things that are bad are good. Um, 
you know, I, it, I, I just don't understand it. I mean, I, again, we have to we have to be kingdom minded. That's where we have to stay. Otherwise, I think this just drives us crazy. Um, you know, because I, I think it, it has gotten to me like that before. I just I get absorbed in it and to the point where I'm like, OK, Lord, uh, I got to remember that God's in control. Um, it don't matter what leader we have. It don't matter how divisive our country might be or, or may get to be because um, it could <clears throat> it could potentially get worse. Um, but I just got to remember God's in control. This is part of his plan. And I got to think about how do I fit in that? I mean, what do, what do I what do I need to be doing? I think what Tim was doing was wonderful. Those kinds of studies and thinking about the kingdom of God and what does what does all that mean? And we just need to be deep in scripture and in prayer and encouraging that. We need to be encouragers in this world. And that's one of the things that I, I love to do, even in my job at the health healthcare industry. One of the things that we do on my team is we send out encouraging letters to a lot of the people that's been working front end of this COVID uh, vac- the vaccinations and before that all last year, just dealing with that, just knowing that they're separated from their families. And no matter what you think about COVID and, and no matter what conspiracy theory or whatever you want to look at, the really at, the reality is people are being affected one way or the other. People are being working, you know, working hard and, and be, again, being separated. So we just chose to be encouragers. And I, well, I encouraged my team to do that. And I was like, look, we can't go out and serve the community anymore because we can't physically do that. We're not allowed. So how else can we do it? Let's send letters to people. I mean, let's send, let's, you know, and they're electronic. We're not writing, you know, on paper, but yeah, we're sending these, these things of encouragement, but within the kingdom and within um, uh, our Christ followers, our brothers and sisters out there, let's encourage them constantly to, you know, let's let's sharpen each other in the word. Let's let's come together like that. Uh, Mr. Paul Yarbrough, I can't remember how to, but Coach Paul, as we call him within our community, and I'm sorry I chopped his last name up there, but Coach Paul encourages community because um, he has a group called We Are Community. Man, we need to band together because, uh, you know, just we can't change the outcome because it's already written in the word of God. But we need to encourage believers to do and, and, and read and pray as, as God has commanded. Um, because, again, we can't change the outcome, but I think at least we can, we can be that. We, we need to be of that type of influence instead of, again, getting wrapped up in commentaries. I'm left, I'm right, I'm middle, I'm this, I'm that. I'm, you know, because it, it's, it's a fact of life. We have all those different classifications, but we we worry about those classifications more so than we do our identity in Christ. And that's the that's the that's the sad thing about it. So true. Community and unity are such funny things because when before COVID, COVID is a different kind of situation. But when a crisis hits, it seems like we are able to find unity. We're able to reach out and help each other. So I'm sitting here in Oklahoma. Uh, the weathermen are going crazy. Tonight we're supposed to get wave one of a blizzard and then wave two is going to follow that. And so, you know, the, the grocery stores are all <laughs> cleaned out right now. But if, if it happens, I know what's going to happen. People are going to be helping each other. 
They're going to be digging each other out. They're going to be doing all these things that only seems to happen when this kind of physical crisis happens. Again, COVID seems to be kind of a different animal. Um, but even with that, people were, I think some people helped each other and were able to, um, you know, to go get groceries for people and things like that. So if that can happen every so often when something big hits, why can a few little words or a few little, you know, messages on a feed completely blow up our minds and, and, and just make us so, so divisive. And, and I think you were, you were spot on, David, that an ad that is supposed to promote uh, unity and community did, did just the opposite. And I don't think it's necessarily, it was the ad's fault. I just think that we are at a mindset now that we need, we need to change. I mean, we've got to, both of you said, we've got to get back to the word, um, which is difficult for some people because they've never been in it. But for the rest of us, we've got to encourage, we've got to encourage that and we've got to try to bring people to church if we can. And if not, if, if not, we just have to model, we have to model Christ so that they will see in us what we're hoping they will take from coming to church and from being in the word. I mean, obviously we, we're not replacements for any of that, but if for nothing else, we've got to do that. We've got to. Guys, this has been really great. I want to give you guys the last word. Um, what you know, if you if you could see another Super Bowl ad with a message, um, no matter what it would look like, what would the what's the message like? What's the one or two word message that you would like another Super Bowl ad, or really any ad, to to push out there to the masses? You know, I, I I'll just say this. I'll go the route of the beer commercial. Just sell the beer. And don't try to change the world with your message. If you sell beer, sell beer. If you sell cars, sell cars. Show a picture of the car. I know they're all trying to do that. But um, I, I, I want to echo and challenge anyone listening to not get off into the weeds with this. Because truthfully, I actually think we're going to see this getting worse. I see division and all. And so we... As followers, we have to, as David said, I think we have to be still, quiet, listen to the Lord, study the scripture, stay away from news and that I can't watch movies. I can't, I, we don't have TV or any of that. And just be still and quiet and let those people sell the cars and the beer and things like that because I think it's going to continue unless we get a common enemy. Because if we get a common enemy, that's the only thing that will bring the country together. And let's hope that isn't like we've seen in the past, which is 9-11, World War II, et cetera. That's the real thing that will bring us together, which is a common enemy. So as followers, let's just study the word and be still, be peaceful, and seek after the Lord. Amen. Yeah, I mean, similar uh, thing here. Let's pray. Uh, let's... <laughs> We need so much prayer, and I need prayer. I mean, we all need prayer here. Um, one of the, you know, you talked about a slogan. What might be the slogan? And and I understand exactly what Tim was talking about. You know, sell sell those vehicles, sell that beer, whatever. Um, there's one thing I think that was going on. Uh, one slogan that we heard during the COVID uh, a lot was, I think it was, "We are we are in this together." Um, you know, and in a in a sense, we are. I mean, nationally. 
uh, from a national standpoint? Absolutely. We are in this together. You know, you said one thing that I wanted to bring out is I remember 9-11 when that happened and where I was, everybody does that was alive during that time. You know, people used to say that about JFK assassination. Now that's our generation. We, we know exactly where we were. And a lot of people said 9-12 was one of the most important days, more important even than 9-11, not to take anything away because people came together. I remember talking to people that I never talked to before on 9-12 because we were so distraught, we were scared, and we came together. Um, and I'll be honest with you, when all this happened, when all this hit in 2020, COVID, riots, everything that was going on, um, and protests and things of that nature, I was waiting for that moment. I, I was like, okay, this is about to happen. We're going to come together because that's what we did in 9-11. We're going to do this again. But it never really happened, not the way that I remembered it. I didn't really feel that sense. So again, my last word is just uh, let's stay in the word. Let's keep praying. And I know that seems very, you know, not a lot of people want to hear that kind of answer, but that's where we're going to find our answers. We really are. That's where we're going to hear God is through his word. And we need to be talking to God through our prayers. Um, and we need to have that communication. We talk a lot about communication and community and those those kind of trending words and stuff that, we, you know, talk about in business and elsewhere. But we need to be doing that with God. We need to have community with God. We need to have communication with God. We need to engage with God so that we are just in a better position to handle whatever it is that that God ordains and uh, that's part of his plan. And um, do the best we can to love not only ourselves, but our neighbors. Mm, I love that. And thank you so much for mentioning prayer. Um, I think sometimes it's just, it's forgotten. And we need to do that. And, and you have inspired me. Um, I'd like to pray us out. And if you gentlemen would like to add on to that, um, please do. Um, because it's so, so important. And I encourage anyone listening or watching to this, please pray along with us. Um, because we need this we need this prayer to heal our nation father god thank you so much for today around the country wherever you are um thank you for um just letting us be here thank you for technology to allow us to to get together in, even in times of covid where we can't always be together i'd like to thank you for these two gentlemen who agreed to come on the show today and offer such such wisdom such kingdom wisdom Lord, we need your help. We need your help so much in this day, in this society. And we know you were there. Sometimes we can't always feel that, um, but we know you're there and we just have to hang on to that hope. We know that you are guiding our steps. We know the ending is already written and it's in your glory, Lord. But until we get there, Lord, um, please continue to be with us. Please foster unity in every possible situation, Lord. Um, please bring people together and please help us to understand each other, even when we don't agree, um, to help us show kindness and to help us love others, to love our neighbor, Lord. We know that's what you'd like us to do. Sometimes it feels like it's hard to do, but I ask you um, to, to cover us, just to cover us in your spirit um, and allow us to do more of what you would like us to do, Lord. 
I thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I'm just thankful for this 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 uh, this community um, of podcasters that are thinking through these things and helping others to kind of like, you know, just just to think through the world because it's confusing. Um, Father, I just pray that we are better at leaning on not our own understanding of things because that's usually where we we get tripped up and we we don't want to just be noise into the world father we just need your help and your wisdom and um you know give us discernment in all these things give us discernment in the way that the world is going and what we need to be doing and how we need to be taking care of family and community and outside of our communities lord um because we're we should be mission-minded and kingdom-minded of course that all rolls into one but father we're just so thankful for the grace that you give us, uh, we're thankful always for your son, Jesus Christ, and what he's done for us as believers, Father. And we just pray that we um, use us. Um, and, and Father, just, I just pray that we're, we're, uh, we're hearing that and we're able to draw closer to you so that we can understand better what we should be doing in these times. In Jesus' name, I pray. Yes, Lord, I, I'm thankful for this conversation, and I, I want to pray right now for that person that's listening in that just has all kind of noise going on in their head, because, Father, I know you sent Jesus Christ to go to the cross and be resurrected so that we could be reconnected with you so that he could bring the peace of that reconnection, being reconnected with you, the Father, the Creator. And Father, I thank you that right now, someone, everyone listening that may have the noise in their head of, do I have the ability to have a relationship with the Father, the Creator of the universe? I want them to have the understanding that yes, they do because of that reconnection, because of what Jesus Christ did, because of what you did through Jesus Christ on the cross and resurrection, Father. So right now, even in the midst of chaos, where there's chaos going on all around, because of that, there is peace inside, spirit, soul, and body. There is peace inside that person that might be going through that that chaos, that turmoil, that even if everything on the exterior, there's disharmony, there's disunity, there's deception, there's battles being fought everywhere around us, that inside we have the ability to sit down and quietly commune, connect, and speak and hear from you, Father. There is no peace greater than that that even when battles are being fought, we can live and be in that peace. And so right now, the person that's hearing this, that they've been experiencing turmoil, I thank you that right now their spirit is quickened and they feel that peace that comes from interaction and relationship with you, Father, right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Um, you can find 
messages of encouragement like this uh, in the podcast, in the Christian podcast community. Uh, gentlemen, please uh, give us your um, your email, your, um, not your email address, but your, your website so people can uh, go find out more about what you do. I'll tell you this, I'm, I'm working on a website address. So for now, if you're on Facebook, uh, just go to the Facebook business page um, or you can find me, David Weaver uh, and Revitalize Kindness. Um, just look up Revitalize Kindness. I think you'll find us there, but you can just be part of that community and, and just see as we get ready to launch that new season. Um, looking forward to that again and hope to see you guys there. Yeah, you could you could find us at seekgocreate.com. Those three words all mashed together, nothing in between them. Seek, S-E-E-K, gocreate.com. And you could connect with us. And then we're on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, maybe others, Clubhouse, YouTube. And we're also Seek, Go, Create everywhere. Probably if you just do a search on Seek, Go, Create, you're going to find us. Okay, and you can find Positively Joy at PositivelyJoy.com. You can also join our Facebook community called the Positively Joy Fa uh, Community, the Positively Joy Community on Facebook. And um, yeah, just wherever you go, um, hopefully you'll get some messages of encouragement and, um, and maybe some messages that will challenge you. I felt like I was challenged today and, and the, you know, just the, the conversation that I've been seeing all week challenged me. And so um, I thought, Thank you. This guys, this was a really good conversation and I learned a lot from you and I appreciate you taking the time. So I guess I'll just say farewell for now and hopefully we will see you. Uh, we'll see you online in the future. Thanks guys. You've been listening to Positively Joy. I'm your host Yvette Walker and thank you so much for spending some time with us. Come on over to our website PositivelyJoy.com. You can listen to past episodes. You can download a free teachable called Five Ways to Choose Joy. See our merchandise, cool t-shirts with our new logo. We've got a lot going on at PositivelyJoy.com. So we hope to see you there. Farewell for now. Thank mm -hmm. you.